Howdy, howdy, howdy. Hey, y'all. How you doing? Welcome to the Nightcap. Um, even on days when I can get off and get going early, they still seem to get ruined and I end up back here late at night, way beyond what time I want to. So, let's get this over with. Major spoiler alert. It's not a spoiler alert. This is, I'm going to tell you, in one word, I'm going to describe the Batman. The new take on Batman. I was just watching it on HBO. Here it goes. One word that describes the Batman. Wait a second. Let me describe it in one words. So I'm going to use multiple words. But each one's going to be one sentence. So you can take your pick of any word to describe it, okay? The Batman. Sucks. The Batman. Boring. The Batman. Dumb. The Batman. <laughs> okay, these are multiple words now. I was going to say something that probably got on the channel band. But anyway, the Batman is the worst, most boring, godforsaken movie. It's like 35 hours long. I, I swear to you, you can watch the entire, you watch the trilogy of the Lord of the Rings in less time than it takes to watch that. Sully, you're awesome, Sully. I love you. Did I say that already? Let's get this over with. The Batman is the worst movie I ever saw. I mean, it may just be. I am like the, the. I am such a uh, geek for Batman. Batman is my original hero, and this was just the most dry, most awful, most boring, most. Uh, it was. It, I wanted to. Uh, I wanted to inflict harm to myself. I fell asleep for like 15 minutes during it. Now, I know that's kind of become a thing lately. Because I'm usually exhausted by the time I see movies. But like, that, no, this was just like, please take me away. Please take me away. Please, if I could just get some sleep. Maybe I'll wake up and it'll be over with. My wife, was she, it was over. She didn't say a word to me. She didn't say a word. And she loves Batman. She, let me tell you what, she overcame her hatred for Ben Affleck to watch him. She's like, oh my gosh, those movies with Affleck as Batman are so much better movies. So much better. She's like, I came upstairs and I was like, I think I'm going to do a live stream on this. Like, I got to do something. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. And she said, well, and then she didn't say well. She comes in to the studio. She goes, I'm going to bed. And I want you to think of ways you can make up to me for making me watch that awful movie. I said, how did I make you watch it? She said, you suggest that we watch it. You wanted to see it. I'm like, it's Batman. Who doesn't want to see Batman? She goes, you should have known better. Anything. should have known better. It was, oh, it was all. Lord of the Rings... 
which is like the longest movie in history. Sure, I'll tell you what, Gone with the Wind is like the, uh, uh, you could have watched that in the previews. You could watch the entire movie Gone with the Wind before you'd gotten done with like halfway through Batman. The Batman. Oh. Yeah, it was in the theaters. It's on HBO Max now. Uh, holy cow. Oh, it was a big one. Like, the whole movie, if you're a comic book movie person, which <laughs> our Sully isn't. I said it because she asked the question. But if you are a comic book person, movie person, if you've seen The Watchmen, it's like Rorschach's Diary. Okay, now I love I love narration in like TV shows and movies of because kind of like you know I get lost you know I see something sparkly shiny something. Uh, <laughs> SB I I don't know what SB is Sully I'm I'm not very bright I went to public schools, um, but um. The Batman narration in this, when he's talking, it's like Rorschach's diary. It rains during the whole movie. So they remind me of The Crow. It was like The Crow. It was like a bad version of The Crow. That's all it was. It was like, it was like four times as long, bad version of The Crow. With Rorschach's diary thrown in there. Commissioner Gordon's black. But I think that's it. I really think that was... Uh, you guys correct me if I'm wrong here. I think that was Robert Downey Jr. reprising his role from Tropic Thunder. Where he's a dude playing a dude playing a dude. Because that wasn't a natural black guy. It was like a like a black guy. It was like a white guy who was trying to be black. And then trying to sound like uh, Danny Glover's character Murtaugh from uh, Lethal Weapon. Should be gone with the wind. <laughs> oh, so you made me too happy. I, I can't talk about the Batman because you made me too happy. So, um, actually, you know what? I was going to talk about Alec Baldwin. Some because that came out. Did you have you seen that? Um, should be. <laughs> Oh, hang on a second here. So, just because I ha do have manners. And if you say yes, then... Oh, hang on a second. This thing is so confusing sometimes. See here. If you want, as always, if you say yes, then we'll talk about that uh, video you sent me. Because that's a... Uh, I, I didn't get. I mean, I didn't see the whole thing yet. I started it. I showed uh, my wife, and she said that you need to send a list of uh, places to uh, go check out. So anyway, yeah, piece of the interview. Yeah, the um, Alec Baldwin. Watch the full thing. Now I wanted to play that on here. Actually, I was thinking about uh, trying to start it tomorrow night, but the problem is that it's on um, Long Crime. And I'm not a big name like Nick Rakita who can uh, fight them uh, in court. 
<laughs> and law and crime likes to uh, put on that you are uh, stealing their content. By the way, everybody, the Batman sucked. Don't watch that movie. It was horrible. I'm trying to erase it out of my memory. I- I'm hoping if I take like uh, multiple, I'm thinking to take like Benadryl and like some NyQuil and some like maybe some other things together. Maybe I'll just go into like a, a temporary coma and wake up and like have forgotten that I saw that thing. Um, here we are to interview. All right. Well, I'm going to go to this interview because I've got it up. So the one is long crime. I'm not going to play it because like I said, they get testy over there, but this is the body cam footage. And it's 34 minutes. The full interview was like 35 minutes. I have no idea what this is. I've not seen this. I just know that it's not watermarked and um, protected like the other. Law and crime is the they're just they're awful people, and they uh, they file a formal copyright strike to a bunch of people that were streaming from a live stream they had in court. I mean, like, this is public information. The, uh, uh, Alec Baldwin interview is public information. Just because they have their watermark on it doesn't mean they own it. They have no content to it, but their watermark. They're not saying anything, not doing anything. Uh, I don't know why there's no other, uh, releases to it. Uh, somehow they're getting in first. Well, they had the money, too. That's what it boils down to. They had the money. And they're get, able to get in there to these places, like you know, the, like the sheriff's department, and they get this and they watermark it and they put it up. And then every time anyone talks about it, they do a copyright strike. This one is the body camera footage with no uh, copyright stuff that I know of. So let's let's just go ahead and do this. Just sign an initial, and then uh, if you read the bottom and agree to talk to us, you sign. As you understand them, yes. Yeah, so first one, you have the right to remain silent. Anything you say may be used against you in court or other proceedings. All right. You have the right. That's where you stop. That is where you stop. You have the right to remain silent. Baldwin needs to just go with that. It's like, okay. Because here's the thing. And this was, I watched uh, Rakita last night, went over this with AK Guy. And, um, Wheel of Names. Oh, that's cool. Okay, so, uh, Rikita Law went over it, and he's, it's my thing exactly. I've always said this. Um, don't ever talk to the police, right? But it's like, this is the prime example of what not to talk to the police. And he, and they both, him and AK Guy both said this. Here's the thing. Your adrenaline is really pumped, okay? You've been involved in shooting. A human being has lost their life. You have no idea what that will do to you. You may feel fine and think you're fine and say you're fine and all this stuff, but you don't know you are. It's like they were talking about with uh, uh, the um, Johnny Depp case. Amber's saying that she has PTSD. And the psychologist got on there. She started explaining PTSD. There's no one way to really describe or identify PTSD. It's You kind of have to... There's a, a bunch of traits associated with it. 
before you can properly be diagnosed with it. And sometimes, you know, you won't even know you have it until something's a triggering effect. Well, that's how this is. I mean, there's nobody in the world's not going to think that being involved in a shooting is a horrendous thing to the, your psyche, to normal people. I think what you'll see here is, is somebody who is so... This is a way better video than I saw. Uh, I don't know. I'd like to see what other videos are out there. But anyway, this is such a thing to your psyche. I mean, this guy, I can tell you right now, by him not asking for legal uh, representation, he's already not normal. He thinks, no, man, I'm Alec Baldwin. I am super actor, super cool guy. I can do anything. Because that's just what he knows. I mean, he's always, he's never been told he's wrong. He's never been told no. I mean, you can tell it from his attitude. He gets in fight with paparazzi or the guy in front of him at the Ben and Jerry's. Uh, I mean, the guy's yeah, he got some issues. But here's the thing. He's in this little room, which I love. They have all the, uh, the black uh, soundproofing on here. But anyway, he's in there. And there's two chicks, right? So... Man, what an idiot. He's probably sitting there thinking to himself, Oh, this is easy. I can talk to women. I can do this piece of cake. I got a feeling these chicks could tear him apart. So anyway, let us let me just hit play. I'll stop talking now. Right ...to consult with an attorney before making any statement or answering any questions, and you may have him or her present with you during questioning. You may have an attorney appointed to you to represent... You may have him or her there during questioning. Why don't you just say you could have them, right? That, that, that's inclusive for right? You don't have to say him and her because it, there shouldn't be that anyway. Sorry, it's, it's a language thing I have issues with. But anyway, look at Baldwin, though. Man, I paused that right there perfectly. That looks like Nick Nolte, which everybody knows Nick Nolte does not look good. Uh, or is that Gary Busey? Either one. They do not look good. This looks like the guy that's asking. He comes up to you. He smells like uh, hooch juice. And he's asking you for a dollar so he can uh, call, make a, a long distance call. But you know what he's doing. He just wants to go back over to the liquor store. If you cannot afford one or otherwise obtain one. Um, if you decide to answer any questions now with or without a lawyer, you have the right to stop questioning at any time or to stop questioning for the purpose of consulting a lawyer. So my only question is, am I being charged with something? No, we're just interviewing. Yeah. I thought that's what I'm, that's what I'm, <laughs> but I'm, not, it's, I'm not worried because I'm not, yeah. We, we have to do our job at I'm not worried. That's the advising you your rights because this now. is an investigation. Look, time and time again in these things, you always I always hear people say, when you, uh, you, you deal with somebody, I'm not saying this about Alec Baldwin, okay? But, like, you'll see, like, these... There's, oh, gosh, I wish I could remember. It's, like, the psychology of a criminal or something like that. It's a YouTube channel. The guy does a great breakdown. It's like, you know, here's the thing. These people think they're smarter than the cops. I mean, look at Ted Bundy. That guy thought he was smarter than everybody. There's a, a, narcissism fa a narcissist factor in this. Just the formality... You have to do it. You're here. I appreciate it. What is today? It is the 21st of October. Oh. That's Tennessee, Alabama Monday. weekend, isn't it? 
Well, what's interesting, you to digress on some commentary here, is that we've done this for two weeks and we did it the right way every day. Every day. You're on a set, you rehearse, they bring you what's called a cold gun. Wasn't, did they ask a question? Did they ask anything? Well, what's interesting, not to digress on some commentary here, is that what is today? It is the 21st of October. Okay. Well, I it is the 21st of October. Okay. Long day? Long day? Well, what's interesting, not to digress on some commentary here, is that we've done this for two weeks and we did it. Wow. He's, they had just, all she has was long day. She said long day, and he goes straight into this. Oh, my gosh, dude. So, like, here's the thing. We know he killed her, Okay. There's no, there's no doubt about that. The thing is, is he criminal liable, right? And we're all looking at, okay, where there's the four elements of, uh, uh, oh man, did she cut off or did, am I, I just, I think I lost my internet. All right, so there's four elements of, um, gosh, I'm tired. I can't remember what they, what I was going to with it. You'd be charged under four different things. It's, uh. Negligent, reckless, uh, intentional. What's the other one? Boy, it is a long day, guys. I really did. I'm losing my brain. So we're looking at is this reckless or is this negligent? Because like negligent homicide has a uh, a certain like so like negligent homicide maybe a three to five year thing. Reckless homicide might be five to seven years, we'll say. The difference is, is you have to look at, you'll break down the elements. There's elements for negligence and there's elements for reckless, okay? And so we hear something like a class A felony or class B felony, class C, class D. So like those would be like, um, you know, what they are. Were you reckless? Was it negligent? Was it intentional? Was it, um, what is the fourth one? Golly, I'm losing it. You guys really should. I, look, I'm the expert of nothing, and you guys should. Uh, uh, he's very calm for killing a person. Thank you so much, Fallstorm. Right? I mean, he is right into it. He has worked this out in his mind beforehand, and he's answering this so he can control the questions. The right way every day. Every day. You're on a set. You rehearse. They bring you what's called a cold gun. The gun is either completely empty, the chambers, or there is a cosmetic piece. So, for example, if you're the camera, and this is going to sound silly and specific, but if I'm pointing the gun close to the camera, you want to see into the cylinder that there's material in there, mm -hmm. cosmetic material. So those rounds are cosmetic rounds. Mm -hmm. They put them in, and you rehearse, or even in a shot when you don't fire. Mm -hmm. I pull the gun up, and you see there's some material inside the cylinder. They'd hand me a cold gun, no charges. They always hand you a cold gun, but nothing. They haven't asked any questions. And then, <clears throat> when you shoot, and if you are shooting loads that are flash loads, and they're usually in three denominations, quarter, half, or full load now, so that the flash is bright, and the sound is loud, louder, loudest. Full load is loudest. So if you're outside, you want a full load. Bang, what a loud sound. If you're inside, you can do a quarter load. Right before you shoot, everyone preps, 
group with the earplugs in, so put headphones on. The camera's there. Very often there's a loose sight screen. But not a the question camera operator, asked. and there's the camera, so I should always shoot off camera. You never shoot into the lens. And you shoot, and there's a flash and a sound. Now, I went to lunch. She disarmed me. I sat she down. She being? Yeah. Hannah, the, yeah. the armaments person. I, when she was always handed the guns, 99% of the time. So I would, uh, if I had a cosmetic rifle with no rounds, I would try to hand it to one of her assistants. Okay, that Hannah person. I did hear this. So Hannah, the armor, okay? So, like, she's the daughter of, like, this, the guy you want, right? Like, the armor guy. She's, I don't know, this guy's been doing it for 20 years, something like that. Here's his daughter. And I think what I heard was, like, in an interview or something, she's like, oh, no, I'm completely self-taught. She wanted to be self-taught. Dude, that's the stupidest thing in the world. It's like, your dad is the expert. He's the one that you want to be taught by. It's like someone getting into the business, they want to learn from him. Now, she's like, oh, no, I'm all self-taught. Bah, bah, bah. You know, whatever. It's like, okay, you're dumb. Like You just really just you, you screwed yourself now. And I think that was the interview after this happened. I'm sitting there. She disarms me, we go to lunch, we come back to lunch, and they hand me the, the revolver, the, the Colt. And they, I just like saw the name, it's Hannah again. They, they arm me, okay. and you're assuming, as we've done every time, that it's a gold gun for the rehearsal. And I put the, the, the gag in the shot, you're the camera, because I have a coat, and I have a holster, and I pull the coat over, and I kind of cut my hands like I folded my hands. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to slowly sneak the revolver, the, the Colt, out, and turn and shoot these other guys, or try to shoot them. I take the coat over the thing, I hear the camera's there. I believe, my recollection is she was there, turned a bit, like talking to him. So her, I think she was hitting the right armpit. But this is all I know, and that is that I take the gun out. Wait, did he just say she was hitting the right armpit? She being the chick that's dead? I mean, this is so weird to me. Like, this is... I can't believe this. Like, how did you find that out? How do you know? I mean, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. I uh, I do know what I'm trying to say, but there's a lot of, I, I can answer a lot of it myself. It's like, well, you know, you say, well, he was there or he saw it. I'm going to take it. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know how to describe the role that I'm thinking of that I'm playing right now. It's like I'm defending him. I just realized, but I don't know why. I guess like I'm defending him to show like he he's not what he's saying is not what you would what you would say. I mean, it's not. How do you know specifically like she was shot in the right armpit? Because then I'm gonna ask. Well, okay, did you talk to somebody about this? Do you know this for sure? And he, you know, or did you stick the gun up there to her armpit? And I don't know. In the rehearsal, where he wants it very dramatic and very sudden, kind of sneak up on them. I take the gun out, and as I take, as I guess it clears, as the barrel clears, I turn and cock the gun. Over here. I turn and cock the gun. The gun goes off. It's supposed to be a cold gun. Nothing. No flash charges. Nothing. Now. Very astute. This is a puzzle to me, and this is making me very emotional now. 
in my time, and I'm older now, but when I was younger and I was shooting guns in the film, I've never seen a theatrical flash round where the material went through someone's armpit, came out their body, and hit somebody else in the shoulder. Yeah. I'm wondering if your department is prepared to go find out what comes out of his shoulder surgically. Is that a live round? That's what we are actually... That is so specific. Remember, remember, this is the day this happened, right? The day or the morning after, I forget what it was, but he's like, are you prepared as your department? Like, is he putting them down there a little bit? Is your department prepared to do this? It's like, he's leading them. This is exactly like how his uh, ABC interview went. He's leading to where he wants the questions to be. This is also the characteristic of a narcissistic. Ah, just I hate to say the words because you know you don't know what's gonna do the trigger the stuff and the tubes, but it's like again just very very Ted Bundy ish. And by the way, I think it was on Netflix. Maybe was the Ted Bundy movie. It's got the uh, Zac Efron plays him. Zac Efron is an awesome actor. Yeah, there you go. I said it, and I didn't like the Batman. Is that a lot? Because I don't. It doesn't make any sense otherwise. It, yeah, and in the armpit comes out her shoulder, goes into his shoulder, and he just told me on the phone. I talked to Joe. He said they showed me the X-ray, and the shape of the thing in my shoulder is the shape of a bullet. Now, all the rounds I was told, you need to verify. I think this is an important. Note. They take the gun, they enter the gun. All the rounds this. that are in there were either dummy rounds, no flash, cold rounds or rounds with a flash in the rehearsal. There should have been nothing. It should have been a cold gun with no rounds inside. How does he know rounds. so much about the gun? Cosmetic rounds. No flash. I take the gun out slowly. I turn, I cock the pistol. Bang, it goes up. She hits the ground. She goes does down. Does he know this much about how the cameras work? He goes down, screaming. He's how like, the Jesus, sound guys work? And I thought that maybe sometimes the wadding can come out if you're closer and you get a burn. Two actors who killed themselves with guns, with theatrical guns, John Eric Hexum and Brandon Lee. Mm -hmm. They put the live round in, and I'm told even with the flash powder, you can cause contusions and you can do a brain, brain bleed and die, which both of them died. Right. I think with Brandon Lee, there was a, 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 a piece of material lodged in the thing that shot from the floor, something. Yeah. I don't remember it vividly, but my point is, I've been doing you this. You had to look I, I shot enough guns in my day in movies. I've never seen this before. Or a flash round, because from my understanding is, may I borrow your pen oh, from me? Of course, you can borrow my, my understanding is, that draw in, a, it out. In, a, in a bullet, you know, here's the thing with the pin, and here's the, the, the bullet itself. And now here, when you have a cosmetic round, no flash, no nothing, they drill a hole in the side of the brass to show, to signify that it's a cosmetic round. There's nothing in there. There's no powder. And when, but when you have a, when you have a flash round, and you have to, and there's and there's stuff in there, wadding and powder to make the charge. This material here, that is the bullet, is made of a clay or some material that just disintegrates. So what you have is bang, and you see the flash go bang, and you hear the sound, but nothing. There's no projectile. Mm -hmm. And what I'm curious about is huh. what came out of that bullet that went through her body and into his shoulder. That's pretty powerful. I, I that bullet. Yeah. I've never heard of it. Now some people say <coughs> you can lodge material in the barrel accidentally a rock. Something that yeah, happened. It was a bullet, though. Which is why she, every time we've done this, I'm here to tell you, to testify that every time we've done this, she's done it right. She cleaned the barrel, made sure nothing was lodged in there. 
We went hot when you yours know? announced, going hot. The crew gets ready. And then all of a sudden, you're the camera, and I shoot away from you. I sit there, I'm like, bang, 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 and flashes are coming out, and we shoot the rounds. Did he shoot? She cleans the barrel every time, and she checks that the, the rounds are all cosmetic. How many rounds, rounds did he or shoot? Or in the chamber for the it, During the filming she of the movie. She hands the gun. I'm assuming she's done it the right way. She's done it the last two weeks. I put it in the holster. I pull it out slow. We're rehearsing. We're not filming anything. I pull it out slow, turn, cock the pistol, bang, it goes up, and she hits the ground. Okay. And then he starts screaming. Real quick. Let me see here. He met. Statue to verify the list. Yeah, I was thinking. Uh, the actor's job. Yes. Or it's not the actor's job. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fall Storm's got a point here. Those guys. Let's face it. Nobody thinks of Hollywood actors as being Mensa members. Okay? So, matter of fact, insurance is going to make that. It's gonna, you're going to have to have a professional that does that. And your insurance policy on the film is going to make you do that. You're not going to put... An actor's not going to take that responsibility. Now, if you're an actor, would you ask to make sure, like, you know, hey, before I pull that out, I want to make sure it's like this. Yeah, I would, right? That's easy to say that. But, after all these movies and stuff, mistakes happen. You don't think about it. You get lazy. However, they haven't asked Alec Baldwin a question. He is answering everything. I mean, he is just spilling his guts out. And I think it's weird. So, can you imagine how nerve-wracking this interview is for her? Oh, yeah. Let's see here. Yeah, she's from New Mexico. She's like, this is a big movie star. And I'm thinking, in a flash round, I could see maybe if there was wadding or there's some stuff that, that, that hopped, and maybe it hit you and burned you. Wait a second. Now, I remember, I want to show something here real quick. I've got a... So, that is from the film. That's what was being filmed. So Alec just said he pulled it out and went and went bang. That is, he said he didn't have his finger on the trigger or anything. He did have his finger on the trigger. So he says he didn't. He clearly did. So then it's, again, this is why he shouldn't be talking to him. He just shouldn't be talking to him. But of course, he probably he probably knows that he had his finger on the trigger. I'm just assuming. I'm speculating. If he knows he has... Because he could not know. I mean, it's just a, a muscle reaction thing. It's like, you know, uh, I don't know. Just something you do a hundred times. How do you tie a shoelace? You know how to tie one, but can you describe how to do it? Can you just... You, do you know how to ride a bicycle? Can you describe how to balance yourself on a bicycle? So even though you, you do it, doesn't mean you necessarily know how to explain it to somebody. So maybe like that's how this is with him. But the thing is, is that he did he did do that. He did have his finger on the trigger, and um, he's just he's I don't know. It's just weird how he's kind of going into it. So like he's trying to. It's almost like he. Knew, I'm thinking. I'm speculating that he knew he had his finger on the trigger. He knew that. 
what he's trying to do now is before that footage gets out is that he's trying to say it just went off and that's going to be his defense why i don't know i i don't know i I don't know what's in their brains their uh thought processes saying clearly oh yes yeah that's is that's exactly that's what rakita and ak guy were talking about last night you have someone who's thinking clearly. Like, I mean, come on, listen to me. I can't even talk clearly in this. I'm stuck. Oh my gosh, I, I just got stuck underneath my desk because I couldn't get traction in my feet. I've got my desk. I've got an elevated desk. Like, I could be standing up right now. I thought I really wanted that, and I haven't stood up once. What I do is I take my chair and I raise it all the way up. And I couldn't get the traction I needed to scoot my chair back. God, I felt like a turtle for a second. Um... Yes, Sully, you're right. He did say his finger was straight and that he did not pull the trigger. So that's what I'm saying. Like, is he, does he know that he did it and he's trying to, you know, uh, set the, that narrative that to him it was an accident? And Volstorm is 100% right. It's not about guilt, it's about thinking clearly. He's just, you don't think clearly in this situation. Sometimes that happens. But remember, we're rehearsing, so no one's protected. So it's all supposed to be this one, cosmetic one. Or, or, nothing. or nothing. For the rehearsal to go is normally empty. Mm-hmm. But my point is, is that they were standing in positions they wouldn't ordinarily be in because they assumed it was an empty, cold gun. We weren't shooting, we were rehearsing. That's a vital difference. So if she's here, if the camera's here, and she's standing here talking to the guy, and I'm on a bench here, and Joel's behind her, and this guy, this is not proportionate, because obviously the camera's not as big as her body, but I draw the gun slowly and aim off camera, and there's supposed to be nothing in there. So she's not protecting herself and standing off. I'm shooting in a direction, and everybody is supposed to be to that side of the camera. There's nobody in my line. Nobody. And so when I shoot the gun, so when the rehearsal, no, I'm assuming I have an empty gun, and the gun goes off, she's right in front of me. Mm-hmm. She's as far from me as I am from between, a difference between maybe you and the door. Okay. So pretty know, close proximity. It was, a very, it was a very tight shot. Okay. The shot was here of me, not of me, it's of me pulling the gun slowly, so they turn cock. Okay. And she's right there, vulnerable, in a position she wouldn't ordinarily be if we were shooting, and, she, and this thing... Boom, she hits the ground. Okay. All right. I'm going to back you up just a little bit, okay? How long have you been on set? First question. I arrived uh, Monday the 11th. Okay. And started my fittings. And my, they were, already were shooting the week I before. I did too. And the 11th of October? Monday the 11th, I flew in from New York. I flew from New York to Denver, Denver to Albuquerque, because there are no direct flights here, and then drove from Albuquerque to here. Okay. Rehearsed and fitted and did all my preparatory stuff. But that was in October, correct? That was Tuesday the 12th, yeah. I flew on the 11th, rehearsed on the 12th, started shooting the 13th, Wednesday the 13th. That's what shoot. Okay. We shoot a Wednesday through Sunday schedule. We're off Monday, Tuesday. So the entire time you've been on set, have you seen the same armor... And working with you guys. Everybody. How many people are on her crew? Uh, my guess is that what I witness is three. Okay. All young women. Hannah and two other women. All right. 
and very often they're tasked with me. All young chicks, hot, young hot chicks with guns. There's no armaments every day. They dress me with my holster. They my dress me. The, the film is set in 1888, so I'm armed with the classic weaponry of the cowboy era. Okay. And so they would make sure I was dressed properly. You know, 80, 85% of their task is to make sure I'm dressed with everything properly. The armorers? The armorers or just... Well, the armorers, wardrobe doesn't necessarily, well, they sometimes trade back and forth, but wardrobe doesn't necessarily deal with my holster. Okay. And, and the knife, because that's a prop. The armorer, Hannah, and her team, they dealt with me being knifed and that being lashed properly, so it looks proper. Okay. And the uh, uh, holster. Okay. And... So wardrobe as much as it was props, as much as it was armaments. Do you know Hannah's last name? No. Do you know what she looks like? Or can you describe yeah, uh, what she looks like? Multicolored hair, glasses. Public information. Uh, you know, uh, not too tall. Everyone knows her pretty well because her father is a very famous won't let us guy. He's got big guns in movies for decades. He's very well known. Okay. She's the daughter of this famous gun guy, movie gun guy. And what about the other girls in her crew? I don't remember their names. Okay. Do you know what they look like? A blonde, thin, not too short, you know, kind of medium height, and brunette, somewhat on the shorter side, maybe the same height as Hannah, brunette, and uh, and also there's a there's you go back and forth between they're wearing a mask most of the time on set right. in order to do that. But I've seen them with their masks off. Okay. All right. What time did you guys start today? Is that all you've seen them with off? I don't know what time they started. I came in slightly later because they had a couple of shots without me in the morning, so I came in at uh, I guess I arrived there at like about quarter to eight. Okay. Normally I'm there at like 6.30. All right. And then anything abnormal in the day? Who handed, or should I say, who handed you your weapon in the day? Handed. Handed it. Okay. And physically handed or put it in the holster? Handed it to me. Okay. She would show me the gun. Okay. Or she'd say, cold, cold gun. She'd say, test it or some language to indicate she handed me the gun, that it was fine. And she'd say, do you want to check? Okay. And I always didn't want to insult her. I said, we never had a problem. Yeah. And I said, oh, I'm good. So, and the first AD very often will ask periodically. He'll say, let me check. Okay. And they'll have two people check for this very reason that we don't have any flat. Forget about live rounds of bullets. But we have any flash rounds in the gun while we're rehearsing. Because if someone wants to indicate, and, and they're not thinking. They pull the trigger on the gun. You just hear the hammer, the, 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 the dead sound of the hammer hitting. And, and you have no flash rounds at all in there for the rehearsal. The, the, re, the rehearsal gun For an anti-gun guy, he really does describe the stuff in autistic detail, doesn't he? It should be empty. Okay. And, 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 and as I said, for the two weeks I've been shooting, it has been empty. We haven't had one problem. And you ha have you physically checked that or just by her she telling you? She announces to me that it's, that's, that's clean. Okay. She'll say, cold gun, we rehearse. Cold gun. And when she's done, she takes the gun, goes off to a corner. She has a kit, like a zip fanny pack with her uh, elements in there. She fanny puts pack. the flash rounds in there. She'll say, you know, uh, uh, quarter load, but you know, it's, it's, a, it's a lower sound. Or she'll say full load. And if I'm shooting, if you're the crew and you're shooting me close, you better watch that the full load, it is rather loud. It's very loud. Okay. So she's always announcing what's going on. All right. She's been about that. So have you guys, backtracking a little bit on this, um, you know, because she's telling you what's in these guns. 100%. Um, have you guys been practicing with those quarter loads, the full loads, all that through the past couple of weeks? Or have you shot with them? I came in on Tuesday. That's what I did Tuesday. Okay. The 12th. I came to the ranch 
rode the horse. I rode the horse. Got used to that, and because uh, they have a double who really rides in the distance, they're really fast and go over. Athleticism, you see me on the horse, and they could do a watch out of another guy like I was on the horse. Okay. Quite a crew of them. So today was not the first day that. No, I shot oh. on Tuesday the 12th with the uh, uh, the uh, Henry, the, the, the lever, uh, you know, arm action lever, uh, the lever action rifle, okay. and the pistol. I just shot both. Okay. And, the lever. all right, moving back forward, what time did you guys break for lunch today? Usually, I think today we did, we spoke at 12.30. Okay. So it's today. This is the day of. And who took the weapon at that time? <clears throat> Physically took it oh, from you. Rarely okay. do the other ladies, the two other women, handle the pistol that we're, that's live shooting in the scene. As I said, I have the Henry in my hand as a prop. I'd be running through the scene, but no, no bullets, nothing. When they say cut, I could hand it to the blonde girl. Okay. okay. But whenever we were interacting with somebody, where rounds were going to go in the gun, you would have flash rounds in the scene. We shot flash rounds. It was only Hannah. Okay. Only. With her fanny pack with the rounds in there. Her fanny pack. Okay. Um, do you know what time you guys got back from lunch? I guess it was 1.30 by the time we all got back to the set up. Uh, there's a base camp, and there's the set. So we go to the base camp for lunch, then we to drive back. Get their wardrobe touched up, get their hair touched up, and makeup, whatever they do, and then we're on set. We put about an hour well, before we go back on the set. Okay. And was Hannah the one to physically hand you the gun at that yes. point? Okay. Um, during the time that you had it, was it ever handed off to anybody else? No. Okay. No, I had it. I had it and I stroked it. I was like, today's the day. Take Did you see? Down. Where she got the gun from? No. Okay. Um, she has a station somewhere with all her stuff. Okay. The, the elements and her gun and a couple different guns. Guns for the other actors. She handles all the guns. Dragon Is man. anybody else allowed in that area? Dragon Man. I don't know, but I know that on this, I, I've never seen anything that was out of the ordinary. She has like a, sometimes they have a, a cart. Like almost like a, using like a hospital catering. You know, there's like a big plastic tray, a dark plastic tray, okay. with two levels and wheels. Um, I think that's what she has, but many of the departments have that. And uh, on that tray would be her, or something like that. I don't recall what exactly hers was like. But they have a station that they bring to the set okay. for her to put all of her stuff. And uh, uh, if the weather is cooperative, and sometimes they put it under a tent if it's, it looks like it might rain or anything to damage the property. I put it under a tent. But uh, she has a little place she would go to. And I think she has a truck where she stores it. When they wrap it, everything goes into a truck and she takes off with it. It's her responsibility to, to uh, secure. Dragon Man, I've everything already said there. this. Okay. Dude, it's so true. Um, Ballstorm hit it perfectly. I'm going to have to go back. I'm going to find his uh, exact quote because it was so. Is there anything I was trying to say? Um, you bring a lawyer to. There it is. You bring a lawyer. To have someone that's thinking clearly with you. It's not about guilt. That's the whole key to it, man. Yeah, that's what Rakita and um, I don't like this Hollywood creep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you know, it's kind of creepy. This whole, this is the day of. Okay, this is that night. I mean, okay, so he's saying he got there at 6.30 to 7.45 that morning. He's killed somebody. And now he's in the police interview room. And 
it's at least 12 hours. You know, he's usually back at his hotel room watching Jeopardy by now. He's very hyped up. Can you actually describe the gun to me? Uh, it's a Colt, a period Colt. Uh, in our emails back and forth when we were prepping the film, she showed me just a couple different styles of guns. This is not a big budget movie, so we didn't have a lot of choices. You know, you, 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 she showed you three or four choices. I said, give me the biggest gun you've got. Okay. And, uh, uh, give me the biggest gun you got, because I'm going to kill somebody with she it. She showed me different guns uh, by email and different knives by email. Uh, cruder knives that were made to put like someone fashion the handle out of like L corn or things that I took a traditional exactly. knife, a leather strap, a handle. Um, we went back and forth about the holster and the material and uh, we just had a, a relatively brief conversation. I, I'm having made a lot of movies I know I have not to stress them out about the budget. When she shows me something I try to make that work and so uh, she showed me, I said just give me the big cold when we're done. And okay. then on that Tuesday the 12th I came and shot that gun. Okay. What color is it? Uh, I believe it's a brown handle because she showed me two of the larger coats. One had a cherry colored handle and one had a brown handle. And I chose the brown handle. You didn't want the cherry. I could show you my emails. And <laughs> I didn't the cherry. It was too shiny. Ah, okay. The character's a little bit in the retirement side of his career. So. Ah. He's a retired bank robber. I'd say out in the Wild West, cherry might not be. Let's see here, real quick. Let me go back here. Check out. Off the Cuff with Bill Cannon. He looks at this too. I've not heard of Off the Cuff, but I will check that out. So, but before I forget this, let me go back over here real quick. Okay. Oh, I thought we could see the end of the uh, the uh, pistol here. I was going to say, so like a Colt single action army. This is the gun that the cavalry, that's why it's called the single action army. It was the U.S. Army cavalry adopted this. And 45 Long Colt. And the actual original single action army was for the cavalry. I believe it was a seven and three quarters. Three quarters? It's a meal. Three quarters of an inch or seven and a quarter inch barrel. Then you got like a five and a half inch barrel and you got a four and three quarters inch barrel. Now, I don't know the dates on when those became popular. Um... But I do know the the long barrel uh, version. That's what Wyatt Earp had at the OK Corral. Well, you always have people in films. I mean, they go to an extensive extent. You wouldn't believe some films that they have the budget, the details you go into. Of all the things you wear, jewelry, hats, watches, guns, cars. I mean, there's people sit down. I mean, I've made a lot of films, and the films that have bigger budgets. You could spend a whole week go to rehearsal, reading with the director. The writer goes and rewrites. They listen to how the dialogue sounds. And then once you're done rehearsing the text with the director, the producers, and the writer, when you're done reading, they'll go make amendments. When they hear it come out of your mouth, they go, let's change that line. The way Bob says that, and then they go, they go, then you go right to wardrobe, props. You go do a lot of stuff. Okay. Lot of stuff. Yeah. All right, so you get back from lunch, get ready. She hands you the gun. Um, was this inside or outside? We're inside the church. The okay. church and was it the first rehearsal that the incident happened? Yeah, I believe so, because we talked about, as we were going to lunch, we're always talking about what's next. Okay. So as we were rehearsing scenes, 
And next he said, now I want to do a scene somebody. where uh, we've done other shots before lunch. He said, when we come back from lunch, we'll do this. And he said, are we going to go out and show me? Because I was showing you what I thought was the best angle, to see the glint of the gun under my coat. Because you want the scene to work, the shot to work. So where are the holsters here? The gun is here. My coat comes around. And I held my hand like it was like I was just cupping my hands. Like I was just resting. Okay. And I showed him in the rehearsal. So when we came back after lunch, we rehearsed for the camera. And I took the gun. I really, I'm showing him. I'm going, I'm going to go like this, like this, like this. Cock and turn. Bang! It went off. The first time. Okay. So it was, it was your the, the first time after first lunch. The first time that we were shooting that shot, that we were rehearsing for that shot. Okay. That camera shot. Um, and you may, if you don't know, that's fine. Did you happen to see, so obviously you guys left from that upper, your upper shooting area to go have lunch or did you eat lunch up there? No, we always go back to the base camp for lunch. Okay. Did the armorers or did you see the armorers go down? No. No. Nor would I. Okay. Makes sense. Once they're gone, I'm gone. Okay. Do people stay up on set? Or does everybody go down? Well, there are many people who will forego lunch. Okay. I say that back, not many. There are some who will forego lunch because they have work to do. Okay. Someone will hold them a plate. Someone will they'll bring their own lunch. They just many people they. Uh, um, they he make has all the details about lunch. Pride for their department. Mm -hmm. They may sit there and say, "I think I need to paint that wall and touch up that wall. I think I need to distress those boots." They all have work to do. And very often, a small number of people will stay up top. That while we sums drive it down up, dude. Set to the base that camp. sums the it up right there. there need, but maybe a modest number of people stay up there. Okay. All right. And then I just want to clarify, really, um, I know you were drawing something. All right. So when you had pulled out the gun, obviously you were not at the cameraman, but you had identified there were two people there. Can you tell me who those people were? My recollection is that the operator was there. He's a steady cam operator. Okay. He's a man who there's either a camera on sticks that's stationary, okay. or there's a man who operates a steady cam that moves. The camera operator was there behind the camera, and she was to his right. And who is she? That's the one I'm asking Helena, about. The, the cinematographer. Okay. The camera director. And she was right next to the cameraman. The woman I shot. Right, to my left. And who was behind her? Joel. The director. And he is? The director of the movie. Okay. Can you recall who exactly was inside at the time no. of the incident? Uh, or anyone Dave, else Dave that you Hall's, can? Okay. The first AD, he's in charge of the crew. The first assistant director is the man who's like the foreman of the set. He's in charge of all the grips, all the, all the crew. Okay. Electric, cable. Do you know his name? Dave Wall. The Dave Halls. Okay, that's Dave. Got it. Dave Halls is always there. Uh, uh, Helena, Joel, me, the operator, an assistant camera person, the script supervisor, a woman who sits in the corner in some strategic position. <laughs> the woman that sits in that corner in a strategic position. If one day you're doing a scene, you sit there and go, what is your first name? Samantha. Samantha. Like, Samantha. You know, it's really important that you and I uh, drink, 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 uh, get together and talk about that case. You drank, when did you, she makes notes, so we match every take. That's called continuity. That's becoming everybody's woman who does continuity. She's always thoughts. there watching. She was in the room. Okay. She's an older woman, like in her 60s, maybe with, uh, um, yep. you know, that colored blonde hair, maybe, or brown hair. But she, I forget her name, but she's, 
So there's a group of people that are always there for every shot, even if you're in a kind of a cramped interior. This set of this church is not large. And then the rest of the crew's outside. I think so. And outside was a limited number of people, maybe eight, nine. I don't remember. Okay. I, I know that every time we do a shot, those people are always on the set. Camera, no, assistant camera, cinematographer, director, first AD. She thinks she is. Okay. So not too many. Very few. Do you think that any part of this incident that occurred was intentional? I can only say this, which is, and it was, to me, what? To place a bullet and position a bullet that is a live round. Wait, I'm pausing this right now. Think about what she just said. Do you think there's any part of this that was intentional? You need to choose your next words very wisely. And remember, these are going to be your words. Again, why do you have an attorney present? Because you didn't say it. Your attorney said that. The cops can ask you anything. They can ask you, did you hate uh, the chick you killed? I mean, <laughs> if an attorney says, no, nah, why would he hate somebody? And then she, he could be sitting over there thinking, I, I hate her. You know, but I mean, now he's on the line. Now he's on the line. This is the weirdest thing. Do you think any of this was intentional? His next words are going to be probably the most important words we've heard. And by the way, I have not done this. I, I've watched like Rikita. I watched most of it. I just mostly was watching because I'm a big fan of AK guy. Um, and I didn't even finish it. So anyway, here we go. To make sure that that bullet is in the chamber. If I were to squeeze the trigger in a rehearsal that that bullet came out, someone has to have extraordinary access to that weaponry to do that. I can't imagine somebody walked around with a round that was a 45 caliber round. See, you see other people on the set were speculating that if it was a 45 caliber round, she'd be dead. It would have blown a big hole in her. And so we're wondering, was the projectile that went in or some foreign material stuck and it was an accident, it was a flash round, and something came out of the barrel. They didn't check. They always check. But... But to your experience with these armorers and... I've never heard and... anything like this in my life, ever. Okay. I've never heard of a projectile coming out of a prop gun that went through a person's body, and regardless of her being a smaller woman. The, the, the bullet went in here, I'm told, went in here, came out here, her shoulder or whatever, and went into his body and buried I've never heard of that in my life. I don't know of any projectile with a gun in a flash prop gun that could accomplish that. Now, if somebody put a, a live round in there accidentally, see, a very important question for Hannah is, do have you ever pulled uh, live rounds there it is. theatrical rounds in your kit? Because they're forbidden to do that. Mm -hmm. According to the, the union rules and the safety rules for all the unions, you're not allowed to do that because of the fear of what would happen that you commingle. So whether someone accidentally, and I can't even imagine this, deliberately placed a live round in that gun, uh, I've never, never, never heard of that in my life. And I, I don't know anything about what happened, but all I know is when I... See, see the other thing about this is, in a live round, you'd have a recoil, mm -hmm. usually. When I shot that to. gun and it went off, I didn't shoot it when it went off. Right. Um, I didn't intend for it to, 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 to for what happened to happen. When that happens is, you know, I'm always told, but because I'm not a gun person, I don't have a gun. They've always told oh, me you know a lot to about, simulate. I'm not a gun person. When what I, I say earlier, for a guy who does not, who's anti-gun and whatnot, I mean, he's going to autistic detail 
about this firearm. I'm not a gun person. I don't know anything about guns. I love how he says he's not a gun person. I bet you anything, he probably has a gun collection that it would make gun guys drool and gals drool over. You know? And he's sitting there, oh, no, no, we didn't ban guns and stuff. Golly, dude. I, I'm not a gun I guy. shoot the Colt, which is a big gun, 45 caliber bullet. They always teach me when we should be go action. I go, get back here. Boom. And they make me take my hand and go, boom, and have the kick. Because mm -hmm. there's no kick in a flash round. Okay. And when I, this happened, I don't recall there being any kick either. That's important. Okay. Are you, ex I know you said you don't own a gun, but are you experienced with shooting guns? Only as much as actors have to be experienced. Okay. Only as much as actors have to be experienced. Holy cow. I don't, there is something so skeezy about this, right? Do you guys feel uncomfortable? It's like you're sitting there going, man... You're about as fresh as yesterday's milk left out on the counter for a cat. Which is normally not real well, bullets. I mean, if you do a movie, safety with weapons is, is primary. You go off with people. You go off with armaments, people to ranges. I've gone to ranges in Arizona where we shot a lot of guns in a movie many years ago. And uh, you go to a range and you shoot for a few hours. And they teach you how to shoot shotguns, uh, Walther. I remember that's uh, Tarantactical. Small guns, uh, James Bond guns, big guns, Uzis, machine guns. Uzi's. Whatever you're using, they make you go and rehearse for hours with all them. day. Okay. Yeah, well, they're very safety conscious, as they have been here. They've been very safety conscious here throughout. That's what puzzles me. Well, and that's, I, yeah, and I guess that's more like the question that I'm trying to get at is, you, do you think someone would deliberately do this? I can't imagine who would. Okay. Now, people have said the six people got fired from the crew yesterday because they said that the you know, the union, I don't want to get into a long diatribe about this, but the union, the International Association of Theatrical Stage Employees, IATSE is their name. IATSE is the union that controls all the actors. The Directors Guild controls Yahtzee. the director, the Screen Actors Guild, but all of the crew Film are controlled Guild. by a contract in which those people voted to go on strike against the major studios. The major networks, the major but not the independent film community. In fact, the IATSE rep for the New Mexico contract, because every state has different contracts, was instructed by his bosses in L.A. He said, don't go on strike. The strike is against the majors, not against the indie people. And in the indie film, there's six different tiers, That's I believe, true. in terms of the contract, how much they're paid. Okay. So a bunch of people on the set walked off anyway, even though they were told not to, to, to strike. They, they struck. And they left. And that was yesterday. That was yesterday. That was their last day. And yeah, then the question becomes, I mean, somebody said, would, would one of them do I, I, don't, I don't even know. I, I have no idea. Oh, I now I've got well, my own conspiracy gonna, theory, okay? So, the chick that's dead told them to strike yesterday. Today, she meets the end of a gun barrel, right? That's not the craziest conspiracy theory. that... It sounded like it was most of the camera crew that walked off set yes. um, yesterday and quit. And maybe they got fired because they walked off. Um, so the other thing is that the two major people, like you said, the director, um, those are the ones who got hurt. So with the camera crew and them quitting and then your director getting injured as well as um, Helena, uh, 
you don't think there's anybody that had any anger towards them or anything that would want to disrupt the I don't know the, the details. I know that one guy, whose name I'm forgetting, he was a very heavy set guy. Okay. He was a very, and lovely to me. He walked the up fat man said, did it. Thank you for the things you posted on social media in support of the IATSE strike. And he said, I'd like to talk to you privately. He said, because I've got some of my guys sleeping in their car. Mm -hmm. Many of the crew here, whether it's shooting in Albuquerque and Santa Fe, or Albuquerque based, they live there. So the drive time uh, is kind of common knowledge in the business that the, uh, the unions in New Mexico signed very bad deals in order to attract the movie shooting here. They wanted to grow the, the, the crew uh, uh, base here. So they signed the deal that wasn't a good deal, and they gave them a 60-mile commute radius. So that means if you live within 60 miles of the set, mm -hmm. you come to work, you don't get paid any, you have to drive home, they don't hotel you. They don't know in New York, it's 30 miles, and they have to put you up in a hotel and give you gas money. And money. There's a whole other complicated contract in the, in the more um, expensive markets. Here, this guy would tell me, he turned to me, he goes, my guys are sleeping in their car. Now, I went to the AD and the producers and I asked him what's up with that. He said, they knew what the contract was. We signed the IATSE contract in New Mexico. And then in the middle of shooting, they decided they wanted to rewrite their deal. They said, put us up in hotels. Now, if you put the camera crew up in a hotel, all the other crafts are going to ask you to put them in a hotel. We don't have the budget for that. Hmm. That could be seventy five, eighty thousand dollars $80,000. Who was that man? Who? Do you, the one you <clears> said that. I forget, like I said, I forget his name. Okay. But anybody there can tell you who the big heavy set guy was, who was on yeah, the Yeah, it's Alec Baldwin. But my point is, is that if I'm standing there in a rehearsal, I'm thinking to myself, could someone actually believe that in the rehearsal I would actually aim the gun and hit those two people? That's far-fetched. Or do they want just somebody to get hit? Or, I keep telling myself more likely, was it an accident where there was a large quarter load is, makes noise, but it's like kind of a puff compared, but a half load could shoot a projectile if something was stuck in the barrel. And like I said, the thing that is, I think, going to answer all your questions is, what's in Joel's shoulder? Mm -hmm. Is it a rock or is it a bullet? Uh, I could actually show that to you. What? What was in his shoulder? We did did they take out. it out? So you being on set for so many years, like you said, you have you ever seen? You you said you never seen anything come out before. Wait, so I've never seen. You, no, I've never seen a projectile. Let's go back right. here a second. Is it a rock or is it a bullet? Uh, I could actually show that to you. Oh, this is gonna be good. This is going to be good. What? What was in his shoulder? We did did they take out. it out? So you being on set for so many years, like you said, you have you ever seen, you, you said you've never seen anything come out before. I've so never seen, you, no, I've never seen a projectile come out. No, right. No. So, but so do you know what the bullets look like that? Would it have looked something like this if anything did ever come out of something? Look at Baldwin. Does that okay, sense? no, 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 okay. Oh. So, okay, let's backtrack a little bit. Hold on. What was that little side eye he did? That's a bullet. That's a bullet. So, right. as I suspected, somebody put a live round in the gun. If that's a bullet that was pulled out of his shoulder, then someone loaded a live round into the gun I was holding. So now, let me ask you, did you see the rounds that were in the gun? No. Have you seen, throughout the whole time on set, have you seen what they look like? I've watched her load and reload the gun many times, many times. Have you seen the bullets themselves? Well, meaning yes, meaning you see um, sometimes the head is the casing, and the head is a pinched, it almost looks like a dumpling. 
Mm -hmm. It's closed at the top. There is no piece. And Wait a second. Earlier, remember he said it was like a piece of clay or something that uh, expand or uh, disintegrates. And I remember I made a whatever because I was thinking I was like, yeah, they're just closed like a like what he just now said a dumpling. Matter of fact, the, you can go buy twenty two blanks at Home Depot for nail guns. You put the cosmetic round in when you know you're going to see. If I hold the gun, if I say to you, what is your first name again? Alex. If I say to you, Alex, don't you move a muscle, darling, I'm going to blow you. Anyway, the camera shoots me. You want to see the material in the cylinder, the cosmetic, clay-based, non-bullet round. So can you describe to me what those clay-based rounds look like? They look like a bullet. What colors? They're, they're, they're gray. They look exactly like a bullet. Brass head and a brass base. Packed with something, I'm assuming, and the uh, um, and then the uh, the head look like a bullet. So cosmetically, you see that in the cylinder. The other rounds you shoot have a. It's the it's the base with the pin. This comes up and this comes up, and it's a round like this. And if you look so at the top, to if you're bullet. looking down at the bullet with the with the, with the uh, not the pin down here, the top of it. If you look at it's folded in like a like almost like yeah, a, it's like, like a. a yeah, like a dump. Like a pinched it's like, type. Exactly. It's like a folded up thing. And the char and all that does is go, boom. So if I, no projectile there. if I showed you a couple rounds, would you be able to tell me if they're the ones that look like they were on set? Uh, probably. If that, uh, oh. I think I could probably tell you which no, rounds was ending were now. cosmetic. Okay. And which were the rounds that were the flash rounds. All right. Can you just a second? Because I'm very upset right now. I know. Oh, now he's really upset. Now he's really upset. Oh, come on. All right, there's got to be a part two here. Where's part two? Can't do live crime. Crud. So, oh, hold on. Let's just talk about this. Let's not even worry about part two, because we all know how it's going to be. It's just going to be more drama. But, like, right now, what do we have? Let's go back. What do we have? So he spoke that whole time. And let's see. Let me look real quick. That is a, what is that? It is 35 minutes. For 34 minutes, he was talking about all about movies. He's talking all about how they do it, how they have these uh dummy rounds and how they drill into holes in the side of the case and was there and he was like oh there was something wedged into that like a rock like a rock unless you you can somehow get the bullet get the projectile out and um <laughs> unless you can somehow do it it's called surgery alec <laughs> come on man <laughs> the guy's in surgery right now and then when they said, well, what if we could show you uh, actors feel they don't think, drag him in. Yes, yes, that's right, they do. His whole thing is about feelings. And so, anyway, he, he's trying to push that narrative. He's trying to push that way and trying to get them to think in a direction. He's trying to uh, project them into the, this one area. He's like, don't look at the man behind the curtain. Don't pay any attention to him, right? And then when they said, all of a sudden, he like he went into such graphic detail about everything. And then once it was that that was a bullet, he's like, oh. And then he side-eyes over to the uh, other investigators like, uh, 
<laughs> I have to tell you I'm upset because I'm not acting like it. <laughs> um, yes, okay, ID crisis. Yes, that's what I was thinking. Now, uh, Urban Dictionary has a Texas heart shot. Was, uh, they said it was like deer hunting. You have an amateur who's never done it before, something like that. And they shoot like in the, you know, rear end. And anyway, it ends up uh, being a perfect kill. So, yeah, it's the same thing. Yes, it is. Uh, and that happens. ID crisis, you're right. I mean, that happens. Bullets. The argument about bullets is one that will never end. And the only thing you can do is just stick with uh, you know, Newton's, I'm a Newton guy, not an Einstein guy, uh, principles on physics. And if you want to know power and there's, um, how they do it, what they call it, stopping power. It, that's, uh, uh, one of the shooting sports. They have a mathematical thing that they do, uh, knockdown power. Cause it's for knocking down pins, I think is what it is. And which it's, I know the internet got all excited about a while back. I think that knockdown power meant like uh, being able to knock down a bad guy. No, it has to do with uh, competition shooting. But anyway, there's a mathematical equation they came up with, and it's it's pretty solid. But uh, that's the only way you can really, if you wanted to do like the power of a certain cartridge. Other than that, I mean, dude. All bullets are magic. I mean, it's weird. Look at the, the Kennedy bullet. I've really been following that lately. There's like no deformity of the Kennedy headshot bullet. I don't even know where they, where they got the uh, the bullet itself out of. But I, I just recently saw it and it was reading over the case and everything. I saw the uh, autopsy reports. And it's just, it's so weird. It's so bizarre. But yeah, if uh, uh, the Kennedy thing doesn't get you, nothing will. As far as like what bullets can do. But yeah, so this guy, he's been talking for 34 minutes. And then all of a sudden, there's like, we have the bullet. We have what was taken out. He's like, you do? And then now he's talking about the, the uh, blanks being like dumplings. It's a bizarre thing. Now, here's my problem is why can't, why is there only one? They don't have the second part up yet. Where is, uh, let's take that off. All right, let's see if I scroll down. Do you see any of this? No. Wait a second. Who's this person? Let's just go to their page. That makes sense. Where is the Alec Baldwin interview? That was yesterday. That's interesting. They don't have... Oh, they got that one that we just saw. They don't have... Oh, they got him in the hospital. But they don't have part two of in the the room. And that body cam footage was great. Al Baldwin interview footage. Yeah. Let's see here. Let's see. Well, let's watch this one. For them. Right, let's see. Okay. 
That's the couch when they arrive. Yeah, they're there. There's the ambulance they're loading her up in. There's that cart Alec was talking about. See that? That's the director. All right. I didn't have it. Oh, man, I'm so stupid. I'm so stupid. Sorry, guys. Hang on a second. Let me show you real quick. Okay, so here we are. This is part two. Or not part two. This is just the police body cam footage. So, like, this is... Some of the people that are around there. There is... Where'd he go? Alright, let's see here. So right there, they're at the ambulance. And there's the director. They showed... What? Crud. Showed that card he was talking about, and I apologize. I thought, you guys, see, this is why I need two screens. Even then, it wouldn't work. Somehow, it would be then StreamYard wouldn't support two screens. Anyway, I don't know why the, the body cam. Uh, let's see if I go to Law and Crime, what it says. Let's see here. Show more. Uh, Baldwin has denied responsibility, full interview. All Baldwin, shooting interview. Let's see here. Maybe we can get away with a little bit of it. They're gonna, they'll strike me down, I know. They will. I just want to kind of finish that, though. Where is... If we go up here... Let me go ahead and flip it. Oh, cinema. Didn't flip it, didn't flip it, did I? There we go. <sighs> Ooh, look, even that stuff's all backwards now. We are good to go. You know, I'm going to do one further here. Let me put up a big... Oh, ID Crisis, you're awesome. Look at your... Um... I was at the War Room official podcast. Cops, military, first responders telling stories. Great one about a guy who got shot in the head. He got back up because the bullet rode the inside of his skull. Oh! Changed my title. Um, you want to do that right now while we're live? Let's see here. What should my title be? Uh, sure, sure. Uh, let's take this out. A uh, brutally honest review of the Alec Baldwin tape. One interview. So you tell me I don't do stuff for people. Police interview. Police interview. Look at that. Only for Sully would I go to that 
change all that right there. All right, change is saved. Um, okay, now I need a comment. <gasps> That's almost a big enough comment. Oh, I need a little bit thicker one. A little bit thicker than that. Dragon Man. Maybe we'll go back to ID Crisis. All right, there you go. That covers up all their stuff. Let's see them try to bring us down now. They're not going to ever see this video. Let's see here. Um, either of those shirts, I thought he was coming with you, so... Um, yes. right. We were right here. Well, and it was good, because that was mentioned to me, is that it sounded like it was most of the camera crew that walked off the... Yes. Um, yesterday and quit and um, maybe they got fired. We're a little bit past that, aren't we? Um, so, the other thing is that the two major people, like you said, the director, um, those are the ones who got hurt. So, with the camera crew and them quitting and then your director getting injured as well as um, Helena, as you don't think there's anybody that had any anger towards them or anything that wouldn't I, want I to I don't know the details. I know that one guy, whose name I'm forgetting, he was a very heavyset guy. Okay. He was a very, and lovely to me. And he walked up to me and he said, thank you for the things you posted on social media in support of the IATSE strike. And he said, I'd like to talk to you privately. Because he said, because I've got some of my guys sleeping in their car. Mm -hmm. Many of the crew here, because they're shooting in Albuquerque and Santa Fe, or Albuquerque, they live there. So the drive time, uh, it, it's kind of common knowledge in the business that the uh, the unions in New Mexico signed very bad deals in order to attract movie shooting here. They wanted to grow the, the, the crew uh, uh, base here. So they signed the deal. Am I the right area? For this? 60 mile commute rate. Then they go for, further I mean, forward? If you further forward? 60 miles of the set, mm -hmm. you come to work and you don't get paid any, you have know, to drive home and they don't hotel you. They don't know in New York, it's 30 miles, and they have to put you up in a hotel and give you gas, money, and money. There's a whole other complicated contract in the, in the more um, expensive markets. Here, this guy would tell me, he turned to me, he goes, my guys are sleeping in their car. And I went to the AD and the producers, and I asked him, what's up with that? He said, they knew what the contract was. We signed the IATSE contract in New Mexico. And then in the middle of shooting, they decided they wanted to rewrite their deal. Watched her load and reload the gun many times, many times. Have you seen the bullets themselves? Well, meaning yes, meaning you see um, sometimes the head is the casing, and the head is a pinched. It almost looks like a. All right, th plate. there we are. Now we're on the right thing. There is no. Right. Case. You said fast and forward. You put the cosmetic round in when you know you're going to see. If I hold the gun, if I say to you, what is your first name again? Alex. If I say to you, Alex, don't you move a muscle, darling? I'm going to blow you. The camera shoots me. You want to see the material in the cylinder, the cosmetic clay-based, non-bullet round. So can you describe to me what those clay-based rounds look like? They look like a bullet. What colors? They're, they're, they're gray. They look exactly like a bullet. Brass head and have a brass base packed with something, I'm assuming. And, the, uh, um, and then the, uh, the heads look like a bullet. So cosmetically, you see that in the cylinder. The like other rounds you shoot behind our flash. But if you want to have cosmetic rounds that flash, all right, hang on a second. Let's go back to where she leaves. Uh, uh, there it I is. I think I could probably tell you 
which were the rounds that were put in cosmetic. Okay. Yeah, because she has we put several ones in there. Okay, that's why it's not a second mark. Yeah, she bleeds. I'm very upset right now. I know. But I you know what? Please, please, please take, don't forgive my, my my weirdness about this. That's what came out of Joel's shoulder. Yes. Yes. And the reason why I was showing you because you said you have experience, but you're saying when this does come out, it's supposed to just puff and well, not well, really be well, usually a hard object. If there's any chance, if there's any chance that when you look at the gun, so here's the barrel, here's the sight, and the cylinder's around and it has the holes. Mm -hmm. We're just looking at the gun, the camera's eye view. Is, yeah. When you look at the, the cosmetic rounds go in, they have no flash. Camera's eye view. But if you want to have cosmetic rounds that flash, if you want me to hold the gun, you see the bolts, and I shoot, that material is often a clay or you know fabricated material that just disintegrates, mm -hmm. disturbs the powder. And, and the rounds that you put that you don't see, you're not seeing down the barrel, you're shooting, those are the flash rounds, which have the top that looks like it's like like folded kind of things like this, where it's all covered, it looks like someone's packed it and closed it. But specifically today was supposed to be either empty or the ones that don't even make anything. Cold rounds. So cold rounds, the one with the hole in it. Yes. And it's not going to, it's not supposed to puff up or powder off, like you said. Halls well, told me that when he checked the rounds with her, they were all, had the holes in them. And, and, some, and for sometimes he told me, when I wasn't familiar with this, they'll take the round, and if it's a cold round, it'll have the holes, and inside will be BBs, and you shake it. Yeah. So when you shake the BB, it's an acoustic thing to tell you that's a cold round. Okay. And, yeah, that's so, and that's what... Inside this base is stuff that rattles, little BBs that rattle. So you take it, that's a cold round that goes in the gun. Okay. And that's what you were supposed to have today. I was supposed to have an empty gun. Empty. Or when we shot, for the rehearsal, empty. And then we shot the flash rounds that everybody preps, and then she says, "Hot gun." She announces it, and the crew gets ready. But that, that, didn't, that you didn't even get to that. I part rehearsed today. with a hot gun. Now. But you were supposed to be cold. And then, well, it was supposed to be cold or empty. But now, not only did I rehearse with a hot gun, I rehearsed with a gun that had a bullet inside. If that's what came out of your show, this is the most horrifying thing I've ever heard in my life. Well, so yeah, and that's why I wanted to make sure that you. Any time that you've shot a hot gun, um, you've never seen anything like this come out before. Never. Because I'm not familiar with prop guns. Never. I can tell you what a projectile looks like, and that does look like a projectile. That's a bullet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's what comes out of... Well, I think the question, bullet. I mean, I don't really want to tell you your job, mm -hmm. but I'm so sick about this, so sickened by this, that a bullet passed through this girl's body. She's in critical condition in a hospital right now, and I fired the gun. And you, if you don't think I feel really, really shitty about that, I do. But the question becomes, if you ask Hannah, did you commingle live bullets? What they, what they call live rounds. When they say live rounds, that's a bullet that a police officer would shoot. Mm -hmm. Where did that come from yeah. in her kit? Yeah. Um, she commingled live rounds with dummy rounds or movie rounds. And we asked her. We asked her that. Uh, do you know where you guys get the rounds from who orders it or you don't have any part of any of that who me yeah like, no, no, that's her yeah. all familiar okay well what i know is when we come to the set you hand me a, a, a cold gun nothing's in reverse then we load the gun with the flash rounds and we shoot that's it every time we've never had a problem oh you didn't even get part to that second part of you'll hand it back 
I do want to ask you about Dave Holt. Um, I understand sometimes she'll hand the gun off to Dave Holt and then he'll hand it to you. Did that happen at this incident? It I don't was recall It was Hannah handing I never recall. I recall that when we would stop the scene, if we finished the scene, Halls is someone who is assumed by his position to be authorized to do nearly everything. Mm -hmm. So if I was doing a scene with you and we finished the scene, and we finished your angle and we were going to turn around and shoot my angle, when they say turning around, that means it's time to go to the bathroom, go get a bottle of water, go get a coffee, go smoke a cigarette. We have a break. And if I was going to go to the bathroom, I'd hand Halls the gun. So Samantha, was that her name? The other cop? She's gone, right? She wasn't right? around. If she was, or if she was awake, she'd be in the shop. That was weird. Give it to her. Give this to, to, to uh, So sometimes you would hand the gun to Hall, but you never, um, she, he never handed the gun to you. No. Okay. No, no. So you would hand it to him. I'd pass it off to him if she was not on site and I was going to run to use the bathroom and go to bed. But that's very typical. Paul's is empowered. But this bothered Rikita last night. What's he hiding over here? Why is his shirt so tight? After we were done. Whether it was a cold gun with no things or flash rounds, I'd say hot gun and the tune. Well, usually not. Because usually it was it was, a, it was a hot gun. If it was a hot gun, we were shoot. She'd be right nearby. Okay. If I hit, because other times we have rubber guns. You think? Oh, now we have rubber guns. So specifically, sorry. Well, he's changing everything the around since. This since they showed him that they had the bullet. Notice how he's like changed everything. It wasn't anybody else but Hannah. No, Hannah had a minute ago. And she specifically said. She, I, I believe she said Cole, but let me call it. Where? So, this is my. I'm not that great of a drawer, but this is the church. This is the front. Oh, you got to grab a drawer. You got to be better than Alan. Yeah, cross, cross is. Where did she hand it, the gun to you? Inside where you were? Oh, yes, this is where I was seated. Right. In other words, I was. This is the scene in the church. You come in and there's a lot of disarray. There's benches tipped over, and they're like, and here was one bench that was upright and sturdy. Some of the other benches are prop benches, so they can smash easily with with uh, explosives. You prop the benches to have uh, um, fake benches. They're made of a lighter wood, so it charges inside. So when you shoot, the, you know, cinematically, when a guy's shooting a gun, and you turn around and see what he's shooting at. You're going to see charges that are buried inside. They put a little material around, you're going to see, boom, 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 see flash. That is a prop bench. There were prop benches around that they were eventually going to put, today, we're going to put squibs in to have them blow up. And this was a real bench, a heavy, because if you sat on the prop bench, it would break. Mm -hmm. This was a live bench, and I sat here, and the camera was here, and she was here, and Joel was here. She being Helena? Helena. Okay. And I'm here. On the bench, sitting. I'm right here to the right. I'm all, all, all the way to one side. They wanted me to go over that side. And the camera guy was here. He's behind. Hannah was here. Joel was here. Where the other people, I believe that the problem, the, the script room is always in that corner, so she can see the actual. Wait, yeah. all this stuff he's drawing can be used against him. The gun away from the cameraman. I would never aim against the camera. I turned and I went like this to stay in the camera, and she was there, and the gun went off, and she just went right on the ground. What about that? Armor, though, or was she? She's outside. Okay. 
She has she been comes a gun. In. She has been a gun all the time. And then what? If there's any happened? shooting involved in the scene, she always hands me the gun. Never has Dave handed you the gun. Never. Okay. And then she goes back outside. She waits outside because she just can't be there. So they don't want to see. Sometimes in the scene, there's reflections, like you know, you you see. So she, so you only need the necessary crew in there for shooting the camera. Everybody else leaves, and as soon as they, they cut, they come running back in. Okay. Real quick before she shows you that, the other thing I wanted to know, and it's probably helping how she does show you those jumps. Um, have you, in your experience, ever been told that you're not supposed to cock the gun? No. No. You're you're okay. He wanted, he wanted me to cock the gun okay. in the scene. Okay. He wanted that as part of the scene. So I mean, those chicks, man, they listen to it. They let him just talk for 40 minutes. And then they brought one question, everything changed, and then Alice was like, they were telling you that you're not supposed to cock the gun? And you're the camera. We don't talk about my left. We talk about camera right. Camera right. We only talk about the camera. Camera right is my left. So if I'll say to you, where do you want me to aim the gun? They'll say, camera right. So I'll aim the gun to my left. Okay. So I always aim the gun away, but she was there. And in the rehearsal, he wanted me to pull out the gun and cock the gun. And if you're assuming you have a cold gun, there's no problem. Right. And again, a cold gun I've had, every time we've used guns in this film, the last two weeks, we've never had one problem. Why never. is he defending never. himself? Okay. Yes. And, and, and a lawyer 101. That's exactly what this should be um, called. After the gun was shot, who did you hand the gun to? I don't remember. Okay. I don't remember. I mean, everybody freaked out. Okay. Which one of those two people holds one? I don't really know. I would imagine. Well, there's the dummy there. So that's probably a dummy round. And there's no drill in this. That might be uh, a flash round. And as I said, so flash rounds do not have holes. Well, you. The flash round has a charge in here. Okay. And powder, different sizes. Like I said, quarter and half full mode. Oh, and wow. Oh, wow. Okay. So when you hit this pin, it explodes. Now, sometimes it has this material there. If you have that, oh my gosh. feature through the gun and then shoot. He's not an expert. But often it has, there's the BBs in there. This is a, this is a dummy round. BBs in there. There's that. My point is that very often when you give me room, when she's loaded the gun with rounds for us to go hot and flash and shoot, they've had that creased, folded head, mm -hmm. the dumpling head, as we say. 30 minutes, you didn't mention that. Like for the flash. Only when the camera sees inside the cylinder do you put those in. But those are both dummy rounds. That's a dummy Fear. round. That's a dummy round. That's what they taught me. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they taught me. I'm not an expert. <laughs> I'm not an expert. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Jeez, I just <laughs> said that. I'm sure my, 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 I always see it in my wife. I think I should get a gun. I'm getting a little nervous about the word I meant. I was like, no, 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 no. I'm with my own. I have six kids. I'm oh. 63 years old, and I have an eight-year-old, a six-year-old. A five-year-old, a three-year-old, a one-year-old, and an eight-month-old that we had as a surrogate. Oh my, my gosh! I'm 63 okay. years old, and we had seven, we had six kids in seven years. So my wife was always weird, she was born in the U.S. but raised in Spain. She's like, I like we will not be having any guns in the house. No, no, no. <laughs> but <clears throat> okay, I believe that's a two uh, uh, dummy round. So you call this a flash round, right? No. Flash round means there's, there's a charge in there. No charge in there, if you hear that sound. 
Okay. No charge in there if you see that. So what happens so if you shoot told. these? Or to what you? You put them in there cosmetically with nothing in them so that through the cylinder you can see that. Okay. You can see in the cylinder whether the cylinder is empty or they look bad. Well, they you set him up, man. By the way, this is a, a thing to show you guys. They always push him into a corner here because that makes the uh, uh, suspect nervous. It's like, you know, you're being pushed into the corner. You also see the uh, mirror glass here. So you know somebody, you know, because Hollywood's taught us that there's always someone behind this mirror glass. There's probably like, you know, like that's where they have Coke machines. Who knows what they have back here? But anyway, you're in this corner. The light's coming down. There's no, I mean, all the shadows are kind of straight down. So there's a lot of overhead lighting. Uh, it's good lighting, so it's not fluorescent. So it's probably getting a little hot in there, too. And, you know, this is, this is a little, this is like a guava ball girl over here. And so, you know, these chicks, you know, they got a lot of stuff on them. They're breathing hard. He's breathing hard. Nobody hears a real cardio person. The chamber. That room's getting hot. Close it. And then I hold the gun. You see the things in there. A flash round would be like a such a, what crimped is the word. A yeah. crimped round with a charge inside. And that one shoots. And there's no projectile. <laughs> I drag my never hear of a gun safe. I'm really challenged whether they ever see. I doubt sometimes they yeah, have these. I want that too. Both, but that's the clay uh, uh, material. Volstorm. But usually, 99% of the time when we shot a flash round, it was the crimp thing. And you don't see inside the cylinder. Okay. So you're the camera, and I'm not pointing where you can see it. I'm off a little bit, and all you see is the flash. Do you know what would happen if you shot one of these? Have you ever had experience with that? Nothing. Nothing happens with them? There's no charge in them. Okay. This is this this in case. But well, sometimes they have the pin to create something. I'm, I'm just saying. When I look at this, now he's getting like dumb. This, now, by the way, there could be a charge in there. And that charge and those BBs could come out. BBs? No, there are BBs inside. But it's no whether this rattling indicates that it's an empty, uh, a cold round. That's obviously a cold round because that's where the gunpowder would be in here. Mm -hmm. That's a cold round. That's where the gunpowder would be in here. This I'm assuming is a cold round because they go like this to tell themselves it's a cold round. I believe, please don't take my word for it. I'm Just in your experience. Please don't take my word for it. So now all of a sudden he's, okay, is this narcissism? Because he, he's like, please don't take my word for it. He doesn't realize that he's a suspect. Is he, does he really think he's teaching these cop chicks? I mean, look at this, man. I've already checked out. They, he's carrying Glock 17s, it looks like. They're Glocks. They're full-size Glocks. So 17s, or it's, uh... What's the 40, 22? It's the Glock 22, the 40. Um, who, who knows, man? Um, they may have the, like a Glock 20 or Glock 21, do a full-size uh, 10 millimeter, 45. Uh, Glock 31, the 37 SIG. These chicks may be packing some uh, speed demons in there, going to the 37 SIG. But they're full-size handguns, what I'm saying. And he's over there acting like, oh, hey, I'm, I'm, now I'm, don't take my word for it. I'm no expert on this. But let me tell you how it does. He's telling them all about firearms and all this other stuff. They're trying to make it, he's just, I don't know. 
I think it's weird. And I understand that this is a Hollywood guy, but it's just weird to me. And I was told by Halls that when they took the gun away and looked at every round inside the gun was a cold round except the one round. It was not only a hot round, it was a live round. It was a bullet. If you're telling me that that's what came out of his shoulder, there's something really, really scary going on here. Well, and I think that's what something she was trying to say. The one-armed man. Any time, well, you said these are cold ones, but the ones that are not cold, the quarter... Right. Those they have the crimp head. Have, have yeah. you ever seen anything like that ever come out on set? No, it's not possible. Not possible. Okay. It's not possible. Yeah, they don't have a head. Some things. They, they, they don't have a. There's, there's no projectile. There's no projectile. Okay. So then, and they shouldn't. Somebody put a live bullet in the gun. Okay. But that contradicts what you said <laughs> earlier about maybe there's a rock in there. Maybe there's a rock because the crimped head, the blanks, there's still. That's what they use on nail guns. Okay, you can go buy blanks. You buy it twenty-two blanks at Home Depot or Lowe's tomorrow, and that's what they use for starter pistols and nail guns. You buy them by the hundred, and so you're putting that in there and shooting the nail out. There's no, there's no bullet in a nail gun. Okay, it's <laughs> so when he was originally saying maybe there was a rock in there or something, so it plugged up the barrel. But that was impossible. I kept seeing her do this. Now he's saying that, no, it's impossible because it's a crimp thing. He took 30 minutes before he ever talked about the uh, crimped uh, bullet casing. Separate or do that either? No. Okay. Separate, no, no problem. Like that shouldn't come out either when if it, it does. If you did a flash round, that wouldn't be there. Okay. This is a cosmetic round only. Right. I point the gun, that's in the cylinder. When we shoot the gun... 99% of the time, it's a flash round that you don't see the cylinder. You're the camera, and I'm slightly off, so you don't see the cylinder. <laughs> I'm sorry, we keep having you explain that, but it's just because there's different rounds. Right. I'm saying this is a cosmetic round. We keep having you explain that. And if there is, another question to you is, is there a cosmetic round? That, I mean, is there a flash round that has the head, which I believe they have, where you can shoot into the gun, meaning... If the director wants you to aim the gun at the camera, they put a loose side screen up there, and I shoot the gun at you, you can see the bullets inside there, or they can go to do that with a computer. Mm-hmm. But if I put now the they're talking they about shoot, CGI, they'll have a round that has this on there that'll explode. But again, I've been told that is a clay material or something that just dissolves on explosion. Mm-hmm. No projectile comes out. On a flash round, on a flash round, it blows up, that you shoot on camera. Quarter, half, full. There is no projectile unless some material is stuck in the barrel of the gun. Okay. And I thought for sure what happened was, did they not check there was a, a, a stone or whatever? Now again, a stone. I am speechless. We're here shooting, everything was going fine. Joel is my friend. I'm one of the producers on this movie. Mm-hmm. We've developed this movie together for three years. I left my wife and six kids in New York to come here for a month to shoot this movie. And I'm the one that shot the gun today that had a live bullet go through that woman's body and into his body. And I need to know, how did that happen? Where did that bullet come from? Where did a lot, there's, there are no live rounds in her, can I'm told. Everybody is sitting around waiting for me to come here with all the, 
sheriffs and all the people, the people that were there waiting for us to get ready to come and uh, do this with you. But they were, all they did was talk about that. But it was speculation. Like, in her kit, she doesn't have a lot of rounds. And, and that's what we were told. That's what we asked her. She said, there is no live rounds, not even on her kit, on set, anywhere. So for that very reason. we want to know the same question, too. Yeah, how if there's she not... She says there's no live rounds. On set, then it comes down how to and who? possible manufacturer defect for them. Manufacturer defect. shot the, this projectile through them. Is that possible? Did you find that? I don't know. It's possible. Oh, it is. They told you the mechanically if that's possible. Yes. I've so sometimes there is a charge in the end of not intentionally, but... A mistake. The mistake was having uh, Today I sit Alec Baldwin. And whether it was a... All right, so I got kicked out. Are you guys still there? Let's see here. Wow, that was weird. Are you guys there? All right. Let's see what happens. All of a sudden, complaining about a contract they've been working on it for quite a while, and uh, and some days we wrap, and they have they shoot nights. Those are tough. The men, the women, have to go back to their homes and maybe Albuquerque and drive an hour. And it's three o'clock in the morning, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, we try to put the night shooting on the weekend, so when you wake up the following day, you're off. Mm -hmm. And then the uh, um, and then some days we wrap the ferry. The, the day before they walked up the job, we wrapped at five forty-five in the afternoon. It's a very reasonable day. <laughs> very reasonable day. Six o'clock. Because I'm driving away with them, and I waved to that guy. The guy said, I want to talk to you, the heavy set guy. Yeah. And I'm leaving the heavy set tomorrow. Guy. And I left. Because I want to get, get home. Right. I want to go call my kids before they go to bed in New York. And uh, the um, uh, yesterday, when I was driving, when I saw him, the sun was still out. 
We didn't shoot a day. Like, usually we shoot till we lose the lights. Mm -hmm. That's why we're here. To shoot New Mexico. Yeah. To shoot New Mexico. New Mexico. Mexico the the yeah. Okay. So do you, in your opinion, feel that this could have been an accident? Or do you... I want to believe that. Do, do, well, let me ask you this, because I don't know anything about this, because it was cause it was such mayhem when this happened. Mm -hmm. Everybody was sick that this happened, because we didn't know. No, no one imagined. Everyone thought she was hit by wadding or she got burned. No one really? presumed she was shot with a bullet. Any projectile went through her body. That's no, no one even considered that that wasn't possible. So the question is, the cartridge that came out. The cartridge is when they got the thing. Have you got that? No. So we have to send that. Have you got the cartridge? We don't analyze that stuff. We collect it, but then we send it to lab. But it was collected. You have it. will be. Right. So that's all I'm saying. Is that to me, I'm like, I'm wondering, what was that? What was in that? As a bullet. You know about that? Well, what are they? What ballistics? How can they measure what was in that? Mm -hmm. How much of it? And that's, that'll all be done at the lab. Yeah. I, I don't know. All I knew was the gun went off, she hit the floor, he hit the floor, he started screaming. He was in a lot of pain. She went into shock. She went into shock. She didn't talk. Right. Her eyes are rolling back in her head. Yeah, she's and, dying. Uh, and uh, her bad. And everybody's just getting really, and then they awesome. the CPR, closes and here. It's really panicky. And then people start wondering, you know, what, did something, we assumed because the wadding can burn you. Closers is your buddy, Alec Baldwin. Very rarely. That could burn you. But remember, that often doesn't happen because there's always a cold gun on the rehearsal. Hmm. By the time you leave, if the wadding comes out and it hits somebody, they're 20 feet away from you in a gunfight, the crew is away. You're not shooting anybody near the crew. And my point is, is that when this and when she went down, I thought, what was stuck? We all said the same thing. What was stuck in the barrel? Was something left? They didn't clean the barrel, which we, they always do, always. And was there a rock or something that went through her body? I didn't know about the passing through her body. I know she was hit. I didn't yeah, know where. You, I no, know you did. You said, said it earlier. You said it went through her body and ended up in his shoulder. For the last two hours while this went on, the aftermath, we assumed something was lodged in the barrel. It was a projectile that went into her body. Now, when you tell me that's what came out of Joel's shoulder, that's a faulty round, which I've never heard of that before. Okay. Never. I've never heard of a, of a theatrical flash <laughs> that was loaded into a gun that had a projectile that misfired. And that projectile. Yeah, I like his acting too. Well, oh, you're named after him. Normally, what you're going to have Coffee is for closers. That has this on it. It's the material that disintegrates when you fire the gun. Because mm. if you take a flash round with gunpowder in it, whether it's a quarter, half, or full load, and you put a real bullet on, that's called a bullet. That's not a movie bullet. That's a bullet. Yeah. How did that happen? I mean, I'm dying. To, I'm the person that fired the gun. I'm dying to find out how that happened. How did that bullet that caused it end up in her kit? Guys, please hit the subscribe button. And and again, let's get some numbers rolling in. If it was manufacturer issues or someone did bring a live round until it's been tested and we look at the whole uh, casing and projectile of it. So, is there anybody on set that you would think want want to? Uh, cause a disturbance in them filming or have any issues with anybody on set, minus what happened, if you don't think... No, in the movie business, there are always some whiny people, okay. but not so much so that they want to shoot somebody. So nothing I've never heard of anything like this in my lifetime, ever. I've made 75 movies. So in the past 
couple of weeks that you've been on set. Does it really? really? No one I would imagine would be capable. ID crisis? Nothing that out of the ordinary. I don't know my phone But again, I think it's a critical point to me. Which is, Not pro, if man. this is a flash round, if there's a flash round, and you have a piece here, this piece has to be a certain type of image if you wanted it towards you before. If you want the shot to go off and see that the cylinder cosmetically has a, has a round in there, this is not a, a, the thing that was in Joel's shoulder. But, I, and then I want to come back to this. You said that when the gun went off, you experienced no kick. Yeah, there was no recoil. There was no recoil, but I, that I remember. Okay. I mean, literally, I'm holding the gun, and Slowly, slowly pulled. So you don't talk to. Bang! And I jump. I mean, you obviously. That's the last thing you think is going to happen. Mm -hmm. Everything has been done. Every breath. The last thing you think is going to happen until it does. Is to obviate that possibility. And the gun went off. And uh, all I can think of, as I as I keep saying, is that I've never heard of a flash round that had a bullet on top. That had a projectile similar to what came out of Joel's show. I've never heard of that in my life, ever. Never, 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 never. Flash rounds, never, flash rounds normally have the crimping. Yeah, there's a head on there. It's made of a special material. And in this scene, you were to look down the barrel of the gun. I would drag you, man. We'd be losing right now. Um, you have to ask them that, by the way. You have to ask, uh, well, both of them were in the hospital now. But was it their intention? Because when I would give them the gun, I'm assuming it's a cold gun with nothing in it. When it goes to the time to shoot, are they going to see in the barrel that there's a gun there? <laughs> Very often what they'll do is they'll have you put the cosmetic rounds and I'll draw the gun up, I'll aim it, they cut. <laughs> and cinematically they'll cut to the other guy going like this, then they'll cut back to me with the flash round with no projectile. But what I'm saying to you is a theatrical round, a flash round with a bullet head, I've never heard of that in my life ever. Never, never, never. But that's a bullet. Less of a charge. But that's a bullet. I don't know what to say. I've never heard of this in my life. Let's hear a deal about that. You're not an expert, dude. You're not supposed to. Do we have, um, is there someone that we can contact if we have other questions for you? His name is Jonah. Jonah J. J O N A H. His last name is Fox. Hex. He told me that you wanted this, correct? Oh, he's got his card. Yes, after all that talking, I don't know what to say. <laughs> I didn't think about how simple that is. True. I love it. He pulls out his attorney's business card. J O N A H Foxman. F O X M A N. This was the day of the shooting closers. So this is the day that. Uh, uh, the girl died and the director got hit. We have one more here. Uh, what are we going to do? Uh, you can go wherever. Well, let me ask you this. Originally, but this is a very complicated, I mean, modest compared to what happened to them, but my wife and my whole family were scared. Mm -hmm. And on Saturday, my daughter was going to be in the movie. And a little part for my daughter. The eight-year-old. Oh, she was so excited to go. And now the question is, Joel's not going to go back to work for a while. 
I doubt it'll be much work as we have to. Okay. Who knows what they're going to do? They're going to get the shit suit out of them. He, I mean, I think his was a shoulder. He might, you know, I don't know. It's up to him how he feels and stuff on, on. But I'm, sh I'm sure that there are so many insurance issues for them. They There's going to probably be a halt. They're in a lot of trouble. Insurance-wise and, 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 and uh, uh, civil action-wise. What I'm saying is, is, I told them I would stay here tomorrow. My family's not going to come now. Okay. Gonna, I, I begged them to come, and my wife wants to cancel the trip. She says it's just a weird energy. A weird I energy. I told the producers that I would stay tomorrow in case anybody else, their insurance investigators, anybody, their lawyers wanted to talk to me. And then Saturday, I was going to fly home to New York. Oh, wow. I'd be crazy if I had a lawyer comment. Do you need me to stay here beyond Saturday? I, I will do whatever you tell me to do. So I, think I feel so better knowing ID is a moderator. I really do. We're going to go and process the scene. If there's anything else that comes up um, and that we need to contact you, you said you'll be here till Saturday? Or you as want of now, oh, no, as of now, I'm going to stay tomorrow to mm -hmm. make myself available to the insurance investigators and their attorney, the production's attorneys. Yeah. To make myself available. They told me they're not sure they need to talk to me. I'm going to stay tomorrow and get on a plane Saturday to go home. And God knows what we're going to come back. It might be months. Okay. It might be months. I can contact you. Right now, ever. I may be a run. He just admits he's a runaway. No, what I'm trying to say is that I'm going to leave on Saturday unless you tell me not to. You're okay. If you tell me to come back in, I'm going to do whatever you tell me to do. But my wife wanted me to come home. Yeah, so as long as we have a way of contacting you is what we need to do to get a hold of you. Okay? But I think you Before you started, uh, so what do y'all think? He's getting digits. Yeah, I love this one, Sully. You're right. Yeah, two new best friends. Yeah, Coffee for Closers has it right. 
I mean, isn't that sad? Okay, I mean, and it's like, I don't really know what role I want to play in watching that. But it just goes back to show. It's like, we're all sitting here. We're all saying, there's nobody here that is watching this with malcontent. You know, you're going to sit there and go out and, and do something because Alec Baldwin did. You're going to do the opposite of whatever Alec Baldwin does. But, uh... We're all sitting here watching this and we're going, why is somebody talking to the police like this? Now, imagine how it was. Just imagine how it was before the internet. What would you have done 20 years ago? What would, what would you have done 50 years ago? What would you have done 100 years ago? And the thing about it, some of those cases are so monumental. Uh, the Scopes Monkey Trial. Research that one. And that was like the trial of the century. Uh, man, it's unbelievable. Uh, it took over Dayton, Tennessee. It's just, it's so weird to think about it. It was such a big deal. But anyway, um, yeah, I mean, you know, back then it was like, oh yeah, I'm going to talk to the police. Well, as soon as the police understand, if I can just, you know, let me say something, and people still probably think that. I mean, of course they do. Alec Baldwin thinks there's nothing wrong whatsoever. Uh, yes, yeah, you're right. I mean, you just need to know. You're... <laughs> I like Sully. You started this. Let's get this over with. Um, <laughs> ah, Vol Storm's the best right there. Oh, hey, by, by the way, Vol Storm, uh, may we maybe is tomorrow night? Is there the earlier show gonna be happening? Um, I haven't gotten in touch with Diva. I'm sorry, I had rehab, uh, not the cool kind of rehab, not the Hard Rock Cafe on Sunday, uh, by the pool in Vegas rehab. But, um, uh, physical therapy rehab. You two made me approve that? Really? That's weird. As a juror, I'd have to consider the notion of diffusion or responsibility, but if you, uh, it's like, I won't care too much. <laughs> yeah. Rehabs for quitters. Uh, yeah, you know what? That's a good observation. I'm going to say that tomorrow. I got to go back tomorrow morning. So, yeah, I was glad today I, I got off early. And I was like, oh, cool. I can do some stuff. And um, I ended up watching the Batman. And then I got depressed. So, yeah, tomorrow night, uh, Friday Night Live. And then... Uh, be talking. We'll figure out what's happening with the before show if there is a before show still. And um, yeah, it's just we're going to rock and roll. It's the start of the weekend. It's good times. But anyway, what do y'all think about the? Uh, you heard about the manhunt and those parts. Manhunt. So like, there's a manhunt. Oh wait a second here. Now look, I know we're talking about Friday Night Live just uh, for a second there, but. I don't know anything about a manhunt, okay? I mean, I'm not into that sort of thing. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, I don't. I have no idea what you're talking about. 
Um, I mean, there's always, I don't know, someone's always escaped from prison, right? But, so Alec Baldwin, though, let's just, you know, what do you think, let's finish that up, just, now that you've seen all this stuff, I think Dragon Ball hit it. It's like, you know, if he fries, I just don't care. I don't think I care about any of it. I think I, I'm just so worn down and sick of it all that I just don't care. Is that sad? Have I become that person? I just don't care. I mean, call me a wambulance. Now, the fun... I'm t- I know, I'm sucking the fun out of YouTube. Because the fun part is supposed to be... Uh, Sully said to go to WJHL. I love that Sully knows more about what's happening in Tennessee than I do. TBI vehicle damage in Kingsport incident at the Sally Beauty Supply. Stage ready for Miranda Lambert concert. Is that like Miranda writes? Jonesboro has a COVID memorial. Uh, Hunger first. 60 acre fire burning on Roan Mountain. Uh oh. What am I saying? Wait, are you guys there? Oh, that was weird. So I typed that in and it took it, it took my whole page away. Um, Spencer said he was taking a gun from anyone other than armor on movies that people say you should check the chamber. Oh, not now, it's not on show. Uh, I disagree. I'm kissing for legal reasons on movies that once you're handed a gun from anything. Yeah, I think you're right. Look at this one right here. Uh, closers put up. So, think of it as the uh, chain of evidence, right? You get evidence, police collect it, and then like that stuff. It can't. It has to be every step of the way. There has to be an accountability to it. It cannot be lost for a second. It cannot be uh, missed, uh, cataloged, or anything. If there's ever any little slightest hiccup uh that you know like it's not accounted for that evidence is now tainted because you don't know somebody came in there mess with it go back to look at the cal rittenhouse stuff right all of a sudden it's like oh yeah well you enlarge stuff there's a program that's adding pixels based on what an algorithm that the program's programmed for the program's programmed for uh to to create the you know the bigger image or, or the, the sharper image whatever it is uh it's gotta be the same way with, with a firearm on a set i mean come on man there's so many millions of dollars at stake here i mean millions and millions of dollars here well it's a multi-billion dollar industry so they're not gonna let something stupid like this happen now if this had happened on aquaman or pirates of the caribbean or Star Wars, or you know, uh, with Thor, Love and Thunder, uh, one of those. It would, I mean, it, it'd be, I think it'd be much bigger headlines. I think this isn't getting bigger headlines, uh, because 
it's not that big of a movie. I think it's only Alec Baldwin's the only really named actor in it, right? Let's see here. They had an actor gun. Yeah, and that's something else. Okay, again, closer goes goes on. He's right because the the actor. Are you gonna trust an actor to check the gun? Are you gonna trust the actor to look at the bullets and be able to determine? I mean, you saw how he acted when they brought those two uh, rounds. And I said, like, "Can you tell us which one is a dummy round, which one's a live round?" No, you could. He he acted like an idiot. He's like, he still never proved it. They never answered it either. You notice he never answered. He never asked to to say which one's which. Are they both live? The correct answer is, all bullets are real bullets. All guns are loaded. I mean, it's just the way it is. Now, this. I mean, you know, you're gonna get the shot. Okay, I know we're acting, we're like, it's uh, Alec Baldwin killed this person. There is, I mean, what, so, okay, if Alec Baldwin got arrested for this, what would be his defense? I mean, it's not intentional, is it? <laughs> Once you take out the intentional, if it's not an intentional killing of another, then it's uh, uh, got to be a negligent or reckless. Depraved Heart's the fourth one. Well, I was trying to remember the, the four things with uh, uh, murder. And Depraved Heart is the uh, heat of passion. The uh, uh, walk in on, uh, you know, you shoot the wife and the boyfriend. What's your offense? Heat of passion. Okay, so what is, what is Alec Baldwin's offense, though, if he did this? Is he reckless? Is he negligent? Or is there a transferred intent to somebody else? So that somebody else did something that was reckless or negligent that caused this. So then you got to show that there is that direct line. I don't know if they show a direct line or not. Because Alec talks so much that he may have uh, muddied the waters to say that it was the armorer's fault. Um... Anyway, you look at it, man, I just, I don't know. I, I'd have to listen to some people, you know, talk it out, uh, do some research, some reading on it. I just, I, I just, I don't know. I don't know. All I know is, is that it's a cluster, man. It is a cluster that sucks. And it's a cluster suck. So, um... Mostly in trying for gross negligence, not having a control process of armor, side handling the weapons. Oh yeah, so uh, closer what you're saying right there is that is, that is actually that would be something to do with the uh, uh, him being a producer. Now hold on, let's just let's take all this out for a second. Let's take the police part out and everything. Okay, there is a remedy for this, and it's in civil liability. That's what the see. I'm a huge fan of civil court. I'm a huge fan of being able to sue for a wrong. Not every. Why am I a fan of that? Because it takes the government out of it. Okay, it's you, your team, and the, them and their team arguing, and a jury uh, decides 
the judge makes sure that both sides are fairly treated. I mean, civil remedy is, is the answer for everything. Like, if there is ever a libertarian response to something, it would be that you just open up the civil courts for stuff. I mean, if you, I mean, the, a true libertarian would say that for murder, you don't need to have a jail system, you have a, a civil responsibility. Uh, and maybe take, if, I don't know, I mean, you gotta put me. You gotta put somebody in jail, right? But uh, yeah, I mean, in this case, there's a, a civil remedy for it. But you know, was justice served civilly? I I, th- I think so. I think it it can be served properly in this. I think I know it's like, well, how do you put a money amount on somebody? Well, you know, if let's say if Alec Baldwin finished making finished making this movie, and it came away with a $10 million profit. That $10 million profit could go to the family of, uh, what's her name? The the chick that he shot. That's justice served. More so than Alec Baldwin being prosecuted, ending up in jail, not finishing the movie, and not being able to pay that $10 million. I mean, sitting there being happy that somebody else is in jail is not nearly as much of a remedy as being able to, uh, uh, have a financial uh, in, in civil cases you're trying to make the person whole you know you're trying to you have to pay for what the person's worth financially what the person's worth emotionally stuff like that um, but anyway I, I don't know I, that was a weird interview he, he's a weird guy and I just I think one of the things that it's fun about this, and it's fun about the the Herd Depp case, is you get to see inside Hollywood, and who knew like who knew Depp was so normal, <laughs> right? But in who Alec Baldwin, I don't know, is that how you expected him to act? I think maybe looking back on it, kind of. Um, but yeah, that's it. So hey guys, don't forget tomorrow night's Friday Night Live. We have a great time. I'm going to get some sleep. Uh, there may be an early show uh, edition, so I'll have to check that out. Everything will be up. I'll be I'll, we'll be tweeting about it yesterday, uh, yeah, tomorrow. And um, try to do a couple of uh, shorts videos, send those out. But, um, yeah, thanks, Dragon Man. Good night, right. Good night to you guys. Sleep well. I got to get a lot of sleep, you can tell. Uh, Sully's always great seeing you. It's great closer. Thanks for copping, copping. Thanks for copping by, dude. <laughs> I'm gonna go get something to drink. You guys, until uh, later. You guys, stay frosty. Cover your six. And as always, Godspeed, y'all. Good night. <laughs>